0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our tax number. Yesterday we discovered a company called TaxRebate.ie. Don't actually have an office in Ireland. They're based in the UK. They have a, a mailing address uh, in Mahan in County Cork. And uh, people were upset. These are the companies. There's a significant number of them at this stage. If you think you would you tax back from the revenue commissioners, you give all your details. You can either, by the way, go straight to the revenue commissioners and they're very helpful. Or you can give your details to one of these rebate companies and the one that's... Uh, Causing concern for our listeners are called taxrebate.ie. Taxrebate.ie. Yesterday we discovered their commission was at 20%. Um, uh, sorry, 30%. The normal, insofar as it's a competitive industry, so let it be. They're not doing anything illegal. The normal rate seems to be 10%. And there seems to be some delay, at least in, for some of our listeners, in actually getting their money after revenue, have given it to taxrebate.ie and taxrebate. Uh, have taken their commission out of it, but there's a delay, it seems, in the money getting to the individuals. We've now discovered that there is another clause in the small print which says that if it's not sorted out within six months, in other words, if you don't get letters from the bank and your proper numbers and A, B, C, D, they keep your comp- your uh, re- your tax rebate, not 30% of it, but 100% of it. Tracy King. Tracy, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Good. What's your interaction with taxrebate.ie? I have I have really good interaction with them. I've used them for the last uh, three years, um, and I I was delighted with them because I'm a busy person. Okay. And they're so convenient to use. So I was really delighted with them, and the small fee they charged was uh, really worth it to me because I don't want to sit down for ten to fifteen minutes um, uh, trying to figure out my tax rebate for the year it was just worth it you know but uh, this year I used um, online tax rebates mm-hmm. and there seem to be different companies out there there, there are, you know yeah. it's all tax rebate tax rebate but some call themselves Irish tax rebates another one might call them online tax themselves online tax rebates uh, so a little bit confusing so I thought well one might be as good as the other so I used this one just quickly applied online, which was perfect for me as usual. Um, but uh, having got my tax rebate, I realised that they charged me uh, 200 of the 600. I, I, it's really good to give figures. It just hits people. You know, I, I got charged 200 of the 666 euros I was due, which I thought, wow, you know, that that couldn't be right. But is it? Well, it is. Well... <laughs> Wow. It's, if it's taxrebate.ie, they say their commission is thirty percent. What commission did What commission did you no, pre? This, it's a different. This is a different crowd. This is online tax. Well, I'm rebate. told they're the same crowd. I'm told okay, categorically right, they're the same yeah. crowd. Okay. Um, right. Well, there's a huge difference in what they charge. What, what did you What were you charged last year by whoever you went to last year, Tracy? Well, nothing uh, that would make me pick up the phone and get on to the Joe Duffy show. Okay. That would, you okay. know, raise the 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 red the red flag to me. Okay. Um, I was charged a very small percentage, like so, like, and I did read. Well, I see the uh, just to be clear, I see an email address you get that they that they mm. they their their email address is payments at taxrebate.ie. 
There's no mention of online tax. It's taxrebate.ie. That is the company you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, and that probably comes up in their email. But when you initially go to them online, it's online tax rebate. And uh, yeah. I did pick up when you first. Okay, you're right. There, online. Uh, sorry, you are right. You are. Sorry, you are right. Course. You say. You yeah. see there. Okay, it's taxrebate.ie. But then you see below it. Online tax rebate services limited. Building one thousand units. One thousand. One two oh one and one two oh two City Gate Mahan Count uh, in Cork. Anyone beside that Cork, building? Because um, yeah. uh, we tried to contact them for nearly a week yeah. now on numerous different platforms, totally uh, unsuccessfully. Uh, did you say to them, listen, I didn't expect it was going to be 30%? Absolutely. I asked them, can you go? Re- I was being nice to them about it. I okay. said, can you go review this? What did they say to nice? What did they say to nice Tracy King? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're posty, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did they so say to they you? Said, uh, they gave me just a bill. <laughs> just a bill, so okay. the bill was, you know, that's 200. They said the bill, is, the bill is in your, po- in your post bag, your own post bag. <laughs> By the way, did you know in terms of conditions, in terms of conditions 8.2, no, I don't know what, what legal antecedent they're drawing down to put in this thing, but they say... Once the, tax, once the tax rebate has been received by us, we will send you the price by bank transfer to within 14 days, to you within 14 days of our receipt from the taxing authority, subject to you having provided us with your identification documents referred to in the registration procedure in Clause 17 and or the correct details of the bank transfer. Any failure to provide such documents or details which details may cause a delay to our payment of the price and should you fail to provide such documents or details within six months of our receipt of any if you fail to provide such documents or details within six months of our receipt of any tax rebate from the tax authority then we will cease to owe the price to you the price is well that, that makes sense you know, who's not going to get their identity right? Well, can, sorry, sorry, you can have, but, but it doesn't matter. It's your money. I don't, I don't care. You, you could yeah, have, you could have, an, right. yeah, you could have, sorry, you could have an illness in the family. You could have a bereavement. You could have a postal strike. You could yeah. have whatever you have in yourself. <laughs> but now we don't have them in Ireland brilliantly because it's a brilliant organisation. But um, they say, and I've never seen this in that, we, we get, we've got your money for you. We ta- we're going to take yeah. 30%, 30% uh, from it. Okay, and then they say, um, oh, by the way, if for any reason, documentation or identification numbers, those I-bands are about 27 digits, if it's not sorted out within six months, we'll keep the money. Well, I wouldn't have an issue with that. I would just yeah. get that right, you know. Because well, if I did, if I got a digit wrong, I'd, if we got okay. Well, obviously, digit, obviously they believe. Obviously, they, obviously they believe it's legal. Um, I'm sure it is. Um, but Mar- Marguerite Cahill, stay there, Tracy. Joe at rt.ie, taxrebate.ie. What's your experience, Marguerite? Hi, Joe. Good. What happened? Um, I don't actually remember signing up to this yeah, company. A lot of people don't. Um, yeah. I sent them an email. When mm-hmm. I applied for my tax back with the revenue, I was owed €942.89. Yeah. I then got a letter from the revenue saying that my bank account details were changed. And if that was incorrect, I had mm-hmm. to contact them. So I contacted them. Yeah. 
and they told me that it was online tax rebate. And you are right, they are also working off tax rebate. That okay, I need. well done. So, and so, so your bank, their bank, te- bank details became your bank details. Correct. So any money due to you was going to them. Correct. Did you give so them? Then the... I yeah. told them that that was wrong, and they told me to get in contact with this agent, tell them to remove my details. Mm-hmm. but not to change my own details back until I had confirmation of that. Hmm. So that's exactly what I did. That was on okay. the 17th of January. On the 18th of January, they sent an email back at after four o'clock in the evening and said they were no longer my tax agent. That was fine. Hmm. I went in and changed my details on revenue. And on the 19th, which I later learned from the revenue, that this company had actually received my refund. And I sent them an email and because mm-hmm. the girl in the revenue told me that I can ask them to send the refund back to the revenue and I can reclaim it. Because okay. they did not actually do my refund. I did. And I have that in writing from the revenue. So how they come to have my money, I do not know. You're baffled. I, I am. I'm absolutely baffled. Where is it? But what really baffles yeah. me more is I sent them an email and I asked, when did I apparently apply to your company? And they were like, the 13th of the 12th, 2022. And they sent me back a declaration to revenue Mm -hmm. where they put in your details, which is dated the 7th of the 12th, 2022. So if anyone can explain that to me, I will listen. Well, did you... Did you, one one broker yesterday said if you applied, did you, have you ever had any dealings with taxrebate.ie or online taxrebate.ie previously? No, no. So how would they have got your bank details? I haven't a clue. And we haven't, we haven't been able to contact them either. Stay, stay there, Marguerite. Where's Donald? Donald, good afternoon. Yeah, Joe, go ahead there, yeah. You're a retired guard. Can you solve any of these uh, mysteries? They're mysteries at this stage. I'm sure they're easily solvable. What's your situation, Donald? Yeah, the situation with me was I received an email from this company and I thought it was from, from the revenue. Okay. So I filled out the first part of the form and sent it off. And then they sent uh, another email back stating that I hadn't completed the form correctly and to return all my details and fill out the form properly and return it return it to them. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a bit suspicious at that stage and I contacted the revenue and asked the revenue who was the, who was this online services? Who were they? And they said, it's an agent acting on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have no agent acting on my behalf. I said, I never authorised any agent to act on my behalf. Okay. So, they said, it's a company in court. Now, my wife uh, received a number of letters from them as well because we're joint tax... Uh, Mm-hmm. We're, we're tax jointly. And uh, so she started receiving letters as well from the company. So what I did was I asked the revenue how to go about it and they said, you just go in online onto your My Account and change your details back to your own account, which I did. I went into my profile, into my account, and then edited it and then deleted all of their, their details and then put back in my own bank details. But then my wife started getting letters to tell them they were representing her. Mm-hmm. So I had to, my wife uh, had to, I had to go back in and set up an account for her in, uh, with the revenue. 
and that takes a bit of a while. It takes about a week or two. Okay. Because you need, Joe, you need a mobile phone because when you sign up with, with the revenue in my account, you must have a mobile phone. You get your PPS number, your date of birth, and they send you out a code, an activation code. And then when you set up your account, then you enter your details of that code, and then you can set up your own password. Once you do all that, then you can go into my profile in the revenue and then go into edit, and then you can delete all of their details. But they, I don't know how they got into my account other than through my PPS number, which I would have given them in my initial uh, okay. filling out of the form. So that's how they got it. So you yeah, keep, yeah, keep going. Yeah, Tell, tell us what, what yeah. you discovered. Well, what I discovered was that this company <laughs> were representing me and I didn't authorise it. My wife didn't authorise it. We didn't know where they were coming from. We presumed it was revenue themselves that were sending out these emails. So I eventually, the only way I got rid of them was uh, by going into my account again and repeating myself. But it's going into my account and getting rid of the bank de- their bank details and putting in my own. So on the two accounts. But I had to do the two accounts, my, my wife's account and my account. Okay. Did you so get... that's how I got rid of Did they actually get any money? Did they get any money off no. you in the end? Were you aware? No, they did not. Were you aware of this thing in, that they they inserted in their terms and conditions? Um, no. Which says that if you, if it's not sorted out, if you don't sort it out within six months with your bank details, your IBAN, your letters of identification, etc., they can keep all the money. No, we didn't get that far, Joe, because I think I had deleted all of their details before we got that far. Okay, and and your efforts? Did you make efforts to contact them, taxrebate.ie? Yeah, I did. I was online to check about their. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on the seventeenth November there, I called them that number, and I can't remember if I spoke to anybody there. But I I got very suspicious when all of their details come up, and I realised it was a company in Cork, and this was a private company, nothing to do with revenue at all. Yeah, and the people in revenue themselves informed me that that it's nothing to do with them, that these companies are just moving in and taking yeah, but taking they are, over your yeah, but, uh, yeah, but surely revenue got a role here. On the one hand, they are accepting these companies as legitimate yeah. intermediaries, on the one but hand. Uh, hang on, on the other hand, they're saying, well, uh, it could be anybody. could be anybody. It could be your but, local your local uh, casino setting itself up as, as a broker. And they're saying that that's that's fine by us. We'll deal with anybody who says they're a, a rebate uh, broker. It's not regulated. Yeah, Joe, so what? Why are they dealing I, with? Why? Why is revenue commissioners dealing with with uh, with uh, body? They broad, say well, we've yeah. from citizens of Iceberg, Sellers and suppliers are free to set contractual terms, but these terms cannot be unfair or take away your legal rights as a consumer. Now, it's my uh, the man upstairs in the Clapham bus opinion that any, if you employ a broker to get money back for you, which you are legitimately due, and they get their uh, 30% commission, which they are legitimately due, to then throw in a, a, a term and terms and conditions, to throw in a sentence saying, oh, by the way, if for any reason uh, your details and your letters of ID are not satisfied to us, within six months, we'll keep 100%. That doesn't strike me as being fair. Uh, Barbara Lawless. Barbara, how did you get involved in taxrebate.ie? 
Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, fair play to you to highlight this because there's obviously loads of out there that are cut off on the same. Um, the same thing too just came up on my Facebook feed. I was thinking I needed to claim back um, medical, you know, kind of money for medical expenses, filled in the form, put in all the, the necessary requirements, sent it off. And then I, it's quite hard sometimes to get into mygov.ie and oh. sometimes it is hard to have to claim back now because you have to upload all your kind of medical expenses onto okay. my yeah, gov. Yeah, so I yeah. thought this is an easy way of doing it. But when I then went in, got into my gov.ie, checked my bank account, so I was wondering why I hadn't heard anything back. I noticed that it wasn't my bank account details that were on file. So I rang through, I think, whose account is this that's got in? Yeah. It turned out I rang the revenue and they said, you're, you're, you're working now with an agency and that you need to get on to them. They said that you have numerous people being caught like this now. You need to email them and say to them that you don't want them acting for you anymore. I think I was just one of the lucky ones that I just happened to move on a fairly fast. So I emailed them uh, early in December and I said, I do not want you working as I've been, I've Mm -hmm. notified the revenue office. I don't want you working for for me anymore as an agent. And they did in fairness get back the next day and they just said, we've taken notes, we're no longer your agent. And this will not affect any past or uh, yeah, future. But did, um, yeah, okay. but, did, but the problem is I have is that how did they get in to change my bank? Yeah. Like to actually get in and how did to revenue, change somebody. How did revenue accept a change of your bank account details without yeah. contacting you to yeah. say, yeah. Please, yeah. My, my post or the secure systems they use, uh, this is the revenue That's commissioners. Right. Have you agreed to change? That's a simple email. Have That's you agreed right. that your bank details right. have they changed within That's the right. last? But you, but you got no. But, but revenue were happy to I say. I got absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, well, just, revenue were happy yeah. to say we were told by this company, taxrebate.ie, that we're they are your new uh, representatives on earth. This is these are and the money any money's due shall go to this bank account, which is taxrebate.ie's bank account, not to Barbara yeah. Law. Wallace's bank account. Yeah, yeah, they should be sending out something like that. Absolutely. Particularly when the banks are so, you know, on top of everything like that. It's extraordinary. And I was saying that afterwards, since this has come on the radio, I'm now saying that means anybody could get in. What's this up? Who, who is able to get in and change bank details like that? Like what you were saying a minute ago, hmm. what's that anybody else setting up a company and saying, we are going to be doing this and we're going to be able to access into, you know, change somebody's bank account. Like, it's extraordinary. And what happens is how people are being caught out is that they leave those bank details in there. So that's why I know somebody yesterday, I think, was saying they didn't realise that they were doing mm-hmm. the same for them this year because they leave the bank details there unless you realise that and you get in and you change them back to yours. Now, in fairness, as I say, they did get back fairly quick on it. Yeah. But I just couldn't believe it. And probably, yes, I didn't read the small print, but I genuinely don't remember there being terms and conditions. I just remember this form comes up, you fill it in, and then you send it off. I don't really... Now, in fairness, we should all be reading small print. But I just don't remember them being one that said they were taking certain deductions. Out and of did it. you know um, that know. if you don't supply all the absolutely correct information, the numbers, the letters of ID, within if, if six months elapses for whatever reason, they keep all your money? I didn't realise that. Funny enough, I just came across another email because I'd forward you in the emails that I had with them. I, I found another one afterwards that did say... 
when you, if you don't share something from the tax thing, you need mm. to confirm your ID or something. So they obviously would have done that then to me as well. And what's to stop them just to saying? Well, we need a spokesperson for the revenue commissioners and there's some very good ones. Because now I'm being told, once a company has a tax agent ID number, they can change your bank details. Bizarre. Wow. Who gives out wow. the tax agent ID numbers? The revenue commissioners. Wow. Because all that you do on a monitor is how are they, to somebody in there is dealing with them, they're getting the money done before we're getting them. Like I wait months to get know, any sort of, and my refund is tiny, but I'm waiting months. So somebody in, in the And it is your money. It is, dealing, it is yeah, your money. So they're dealing with these companies. They're giving them our money before they're coming back to us. Now, I assume because they're a registered company, they're obviously paying tax. So maybe that's why the revenue is dealing with these more efficiently mm. than they're dealing with us. But the I mean, revenue we're all say, taxes. OK, we give out these, these uh, TAINs, uh, tax agent ID number, but we've no, we've no role in regulating these companies. Colin McCarthy, 51, stay there, Barbara, 51551 Joe at RT.ie. I see your point, Colin, but, but life isn't as easy as that. Go ahead, please, Colin. Yeah, Joe, it's very, it's, it's very easy. I mean, once you're set up with use, using your MyGov ID, now setting up is, is, is a little bit, little bit to it, you know. But once you're set up, mm. year on year then, it's literally a few clicks of the mouse. Like, I'm 73 and I have manage it. If you have a mouse. If you have a mouse, if you have a yeah, laptop, exactly. you know. Um, if you have but, a laptop. Um, yeah, but the thing is, I did mine now for, for 2023 there um, in the first week of January. So... Once you know what your total income... Now, I have a, I, I have a private pension and I have mm-hmm. an old-age pension. Yeah. So when you go into, your, into your, your slot in revenue, all your details are there already since the last time, right? It'll come up how much private, we say, pension are, are, are if, you're, if you're working, mm-hmm. how, much you're, how much you earn. I understand that. And you, you're saying to do it yourself. Once you have yeah, a laptop... Yeah, now, it, hang on, yeah, hang on now, Conor, there's a few assumptions in there. Once you yeah. have a laptop, once you can use yeah. a laptop, once you, can, yeah. once you are literate, do you know what percentage of the Irish population, according to the OECD Adult Skills Survey, um, are below... Are below uh, level one on a five-level literacy scale. By the way, at level one, a person may be unable to understand basic written information, let alone yeah, yeah. let alone um, computer uh, uh, mm. talk. Do you know what percentage of the Irish population is on level one? Having a clue? Nearly twenty percent. Right. Okay. You see, so yeah. that's you know. Yeah. Uh, now, revenue should be conscious of that as well. Like everything is online. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. yeah, you'll go on to a lot of well revenue. But you'll go on to a lot of companies yeah. now onto their websites. You don't even have a postal address. They, they. Yeah. But you're saying if if you are uh, com- literate, <laughs> computer literate, have a computer. If you are computer literate, don't be um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's literally a few clicks at the most. Okay. And I tell you, my refund came in within within two weeks into my bank. Okay. The whole ass floated okay. in. And but you it, did it all yourself, Joe, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if somebody isn't, doesn't have a sufficient level of computer literacy, you know, I'm sure there must be charitable or, or, yeah, or well, some, some organisations well, out there who stand been, by you. Well, the citizens hmm? of ICE, but they've been uh, <laughs> well, almost he, eliminated by the current government after COVID. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant service and free yeah, and yeah. confidential and one-to-one and really, anyway, we've been through yeah. that and we lost it. Uh, thanks, mm-hmm. Colin. Uh, John no, killed no. Colin. John, good afternoon, Margaret Colin. John, good afternoon. Yeah, uh, Joe, I was just listening to uh, the people who are having trouble with these online services. Yeah. 
No, 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 hang, no hang, hang on, John, just to be clear. Now, there's a lot of online companies out there. The only one we've yeah. heard uh, of difficulties, in fairness to all the other companies, is a company called taxrebate.ie. Taxrebate.ie, okay? Just, just for legal but reasons. Just saying, I um, have just retired from working for 40-odd years in uh, accountancy firms as a tax advisor. And nearly all accountancy firms, big or small, provide services where they will do VAT returns, PAYE returns, as well as income tax and capital gains tax and all the rest of them. But what what they will do is they'll do it for a fee. And if there's a refund, it'll go to the client's account, not to the accountant's account. So okay. they, they will do, check, but most, do a fee separately. Most, yeah, and most, most small firms don't charge a lot. OK, but do people know where the local accountant is? Well, any, every you know, town you in have, Ireland, yeah, every yeah, but, town in yeah, Ireland not, nearly not, has an accountant yeah, but I'm, not, I'm not talking about small towns where you hear all these ads all the time, go to your bank manager. The vast majority mm. of people in Ireland haven't a clue who their bank manager is. The vast majority well, of people living in they, massive suburbs. You know, in fairness... If just, well, if they just were walk up their... Google it. Walk up the main street, they'll see the accountants. Yeah, but our tax and rebate it, companies... There's a simple... I know, I know that, but our tax rebate companies not your uh, competitors. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, there's no skin in my... Oh, I know that, I know, sorry. Retired, Account, accountants, you know what I mean. But uh, if they're doing it for a fee, fine, but I don't think they should be operating for a commission. And mm. the money shouldn't go into their account, it should go direct to the and client's your, account. And your, your, among your points, John, is that accountants charge a set fee, not a commission. Yeah, and it's usually an agreed fee, so yeah, okay. you can often negotiate it. Okay. Um, and okay. it's a very simple form called an agent link form. It starts with I, what's the name, whatever your name is, yeah, yeah. PPS number, wish whoever to act as my agent uh, from such to date in respect to the following taxes yeah. and then there's a list okay. of all the taxes and you take the ones you want them to act Okay, for, tax, for just for clarity again, taxrebate.ie are also known as online tax rebate services. They're based yeah, in yeah. the office, as I said, in, in Mahan and County Cork. Okay, John, good evening, my God. John can call him Barbara Lollis, uh, Colin, Donald, Marguerite and uh, Tracy. Joe at rte.ie, taxrebate.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.E. Anne Burke, Anne, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Thank you for having me. And tell us why you contacted us, please. I contacted you because I'm at my wit's end. I have a young lad. He's just turned 17 the other day. And for the last three years, he's been going back and forward to different hospitals mm-hmm. in Dublin and Galway, trying to get an infection out of his big toe. Out of his foot? It, out of his foot, yeah. It started with an ingrown toenail, and mm-hmm. it's just gone on for three years. He'd been on oh back-to-back gosh. antibiotics. And now, recently, a few months ago, I got an MRI done on his toe. And it showed that there was damage moved into the bone. Now, this really, really was a big red flag because um, what the radiologist said is that they couldn't no longer rule out osteomyelitis, which Mm -hmm. is a horrendous disease of the Mm -hmm. bones, which which would lead to amputation if left untreated. Oh, my God. So since that, since I got the osteomyelitis suspicion, Mm -hmm. 
I have been to the hospital, I think, nine times at this stage. You're frantic. You're to... frantic about it. I, I, I don't want him so. to lose his toe or his foot. Of course, of course. All he needs to find out immediately is he needs a biopsy. I believe it takes an hour. Mm-hmm. It's done, you know, on a day patient. And between all the hospitals we've been to, they just keep moving me from pillar to post, up and down the country. And well, he's had just to just remind listeners, Anne. This mm-hmm. is George. He's had an infection in his foot for three years. Yes, yeah. There's no antibiotics. I've been able to clear. That's not well. Apart from yourself and John Joe, your son, obviously, is no one else panicking? Say, well, how can someone have an infection uh, pe- for three people years? Keep, people keep up. Different doctors have said to me, oh, God, like he really needs to get into hospital. He needs to be on intravenous antibiotics. Yeah, well, so, yeah give, me a, give me a letter quick and I'll drive straight to Galway. Absolutely. I'll bring him anywhere. I, I, you know, anywhere. Then they were saying, well, we've absolutely no beds, but we could teach him how to inject himself at home. But it never happened. Then they said there's no point in doing that because they need the biopsy because they need to find out exactly the infection they would be treating. And so now we're stuck on the biopsy. Now, I had imagined from, if not from before, but at least from the time when there was um, a question of osteomyelitis, that we were on a waiting list to have this biopsy. Of course. So since then, I've been to three hospitals again. And last week I was in University Hospital Galway Mm -hmm. and they said, we're making an appointment for you straight away to get your biopsy done in Merlin Park. Then Saturday morning, we got a text from Merlin Park to tell us to come in on Monday morning, yesterday morning. Okay. And we thought, thanks be to God. God, So we got up at five o'clock and we did the animals and we went and we headed off to Mm -hmm. Merlin Park we got there in time and everything else and then we waited a couple of hours in the waiting room and the doctor called him in and he said, mm-hmm. he said, well, have a look at your tone. He had to look at the tone. He said, oh, yeah. He said, uh, he said, I'll be back in a minute. And he came back and I said, oh, thanks be to God, John. I said, we're getting it done. Mm-hmm. And he brought in a form and he said, now, he said, I'm going to officially place you on the waiting list. And my world fell apart. I was like, are you serious? Like, you know, you couldn't be serious. He's not even on a waiting list for this biopsy. I said, I thought we were coming in here today to have the biopsy done. Mm. And he said, "Uh, no, he said, but at least now, he said, you know, you can rest assured you're officially on the list. And I said, a waiting list is not going to fix his toe. And I don't mean to be rude or talk down to anybody or anything else. It's... I said to him, look, I really, really thought, we both thought that he was going to get his biopsy today. And he said, well, he said, we don't do it in this part of the hospital, he said. And and, I'm just, I said to him, how long is he going to be on the waiting list? I said, because you know that I know that you know that Mm -hmm. he could end up having an amputation. Yeah, that's that's clear in all the documentation, osteomyelitis. Yeah, that's complications. There's only one complication, amputation. Yes. Absolutely. And I just, it should never, ever have come to this. And have you any idea how long this new waiting list he's now on after three years? No, he couldn't. After asking and asking yesterday, I repeatedly asked how long is he going to be. He said it's not his job. It goes up to the waiting list people and they decide. They say, well, John John Joe was there, I'm told. John Joe, good afternoon. 
Hiya. Hiya, John. John, I'm so sorry you're going through this. When did when did you? It's three years ago, so it's 2021 at this stage. When did you first notice the problem, John Joe? I I had a pain in my foot in school. I was playing rugby and someone okay. stubbed me foot and it hurt like hell. Yeah, right. and that was the first thing. And I was in boarding school at the time, so I was staying in school. And I sent a picture to my mother. All it was was a little cut in my foot that okay. had a little yellow dot on it, and that's right. what it started out as years ago. And how? When? When did it gradually become a, a problem? Um, I was brought to the nurse's office in school and brought into the town to get antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And they did absolutely nothing. And I was brought home because I couldn't walk anymore with the pain. And I got it uh, operated on the first time, which helped for a while, but it's after coming back. And I hasn't got rid of it since. It never fixed the infection, but it stopped all the pain because there was okay. no nails pushing into it. Like. So how how does it affect you now in terms of pain I, and in terms of limitations? I can't walk for more than an hour without being in agony. I haven't been out in three years. I can't do any sports. I was in the junior cup team for my football or my school. I was riding horses. I can't do any of that. Can you can you drive? Uh, no, I I've got my license there. Two days ago on my birthday, so four days ago, and I can't get a job to pay for insurance. I can't get a car because I have no money coming in. Cause I can't get a job. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to walk for years. Like I haven't been in school in close to a year due to just not being able to do it. I get through a class or two, and then I'd be in agony. Holy God. And you've, you, I can, I can hear everyone can hear your mother's frustration. Yeah, but you're now missing, you're missing your education. I don't know whether you're studying at home or can you study at home. It's, it's never, it's never as comprehensive. And I know some people do, but it's never as comprehensive. What, like, what, what are you missing out on, John Joe? What a stupid question to ask you. You're missing out on lots of things, aren't you? Sport. Yeah. Um, school. I can't. I was riding horses and I was doing it very, very well. And I, I, I haven't been able to get up on a horse for a good two years with pain. I was doing really well in rugby. Mm-hmm. Can't do it anymore. I was um, helping down in the garage. My brother owns a garage. I can't work anymore there. I can't stand. I, I'm stuck pretty much in my room 90% of the time because I can't wear shoes. How are you? How are you feeling now? I don't. I don't just mean pain-wise, but how are you feeling emotionally? How are you feeling rationally about this three-year waiting list for something that is a minor problem that's now turned into a very serious one? Very serious. It's genuinely very depressing because I'm. I, I have no life at all. Like I can't do anything. Um. I never have a good mood. I'm gaining weight because I can't exercise. It's yeah. it's it's very demoralising. And has has the infection ever 
Obviously, it's never disappeared, but has it ever moved in the direction of disappearing, if you follow me, John Joe? Uh, I, I don't know how many different types of antibiotics I've been on, but okay. I'll go on a new one, it'll fix it for a day, and then it'll be right back to where it was. I, there's no let-up in the infection in the last three years. And when what was your reaction yesterday when the medic said to you, um, you definitely need a biopsy. I'll put you on the waiting list. How many times have you heard that? Far, far, far too many. I don't know how many early mornings we've had driving for hours in the pitch dark to someone look at my toe, wait in the waiting room for hours and then be told to go home. We can't do anything. Okay. It's not our problem. Both of you stay with us. Back after this break. Joe at rt.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We've been contacted by Anne Bork and her son, John, John Joe Bork. Um, John Joe in, in 2021, for a lot of people, not unusual. Um, he got a, a stamped on, it seems, or his foot was stubbed uh, during a, a sports match. Um, it was diagnosed as an ingrown toenail, which became infected. This is three years ago. Uh, bits of the nail were removed, obviously, um, but the infection has not been removed, and the infection is still there. And as John Joe told us, uh, he can't he can't go to school. By the way, John Joe, what age are you? I just turned seventeen, 17. last week. He's missed a year from school. He's fed up. He can he can drive, but he can't obviously with with the the pain he's in and the discomfort. He can't exercise. He used the word he's depressed. He didn't mean clinically depressed. I know what he meant is he's totally and completely and absolutely fed up with this situation that he's had an infection in his foot. Don't use the word toe because that tends to minimise it. He's had an infection in his foot, in his body, for the last three years. And the numerous... He's, he's, have you ever not been on an antibiotic in those three years, John Joe? Do you follow me? No, I was on antibiotics constantly. Um, they just don't do anything. I've been given antibiotics and they've ran out of antibiotics and they couldn't give me any. Um, and then they've given me the most generic antibiotic that's supposed to fix everything but doesn't do a single thing. But how do they affect your, your stomach? It's surely been on antibiotics for three years. Given that antibiotics can only be administered through a, a medical prescription, you can't buy them over the counter, so they obviously have side effects and overuse. How's your body with, with all of those antibiotics in them, John Joe, in it? I, I seem to get coughs and flus and everything. My immune system is completely down. Um, I'm constantly with stomach, stomach aches and pains. And mm. It's just, I don't know. And Anne, and I'm not advocating this, but Anne, have you ever, have you ever? I know it's a nightmare at times, at times, at times, but you will be seen. Have you ever said, I don't know, we're going to go into A&E and sit there and wait? Oh, we've done it. Okay. We've done it. Of course Even Christmas have. week, of we course. went up to the Beacon. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Christmas week, we were in Crumlin, Galway and the Beacon, all because I thought people want to get home for Christmas. So surely there'd be a bed from some place. And everybody said he needs to be admitted. We'll pass you on to this hospital. Um, we've no beds. We've no beds. 
And then he said there was talk about him being allowed to do the intravenous antibiotics, inject himself at home. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't happened. And um, So you went to uh, Our Lady's Hospital for Sick Children in, in Crumlin, uh, which is a great hospital. Um, now, was he on the, the cusp of an age an age gap, so yeah, to speak? He was, he, he was, he was 16, mm-hmm. and he was not part of the infectious disease, which he had now been transferred to, if you like, besides orthopaedics or that, he'd been because of this infection in his foot. And he wasn't on their team, so they weren't willing to take him onto that team because he was 16. So then we had to yeah. go to Galway to okay. get onto their infectious. And they said? And they said they'd go to Merlin Park for the uh, biopsy. And I would say we're in Merlin Park and they said, sure, anybody can do the biopsy. A radiologist can do the biopsy. Then do you, it, you know, do it, do it. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's like, a thought, they, do they, it. It takes an hour. It takes an hour to do the biopsy, I believe. And I'm willing to bring him anywhere. And the reason I ran you was to make a shout out to anybody that's willing to do it. I'll get him there. I don't want to see him lying around yeah, of course. anymore. I don't want to see this infection spreading up his leg. I, I mean, it, it may already be too late, is the absolute truth, but I said that to the doctor yesterday. And... Um, he just said, well, we're getting done as soon as we can. But at this stage, it's no good to say we're getting done as soon as possible. Like, when you know that you've a healthy young lad that's big into sports, very does very well academically, he's good form, he's a nice kid, mm-hmm. and you know that he could lose his foot while people sit and know it's festering away in there. And I can't understand how it just can't be done. I, I just can't understand how you can... Somebody can't say, well, just come in here, look, we're just going to... And we'll do this. Do you know what I mean? We're going to find out what exactly antibiotics you do need to kill this infection. And the only way they can do that is by doing biopsies. He's 17. Jo- John Joe, yeah. you're 17. You've lost so far, and I suspect it's more in terms of the pain you were going through, even though you were sitting in class. You've lost a full year schooling, all of the other aspects of your life, social, uh, emotional, um, psychological, um, interactional, getting involved, um, getting involved in different uh, activities. Um, when when were you slated to do your leaving cert? Um, my leaving cert is next year. I'm in fifth year at the moment. But... Yeah. And what do you hope to do after that? I um, I was thinking of becoming a paramedic. I'm currently a first aid responder with the mm. Order of Malta, but I can't do anything. I can't yeah. go to training in that. Has any any? I know medics don't listen in terms of can't they're up to their eyes. But does anyone know any medic in the country, any hospital that would that that would step up, pardon the pun, and do a biopsy on John Joe's uh, toe, which has been infected for three years? And now he cannot go anywhere. He cannot leave the house. He can leave the house with assistance, but he cannot go to school. He cannot drive. He cannot get around. He cannot interact. He's in a lot of pain. He's fed up, as you heard there. Who wouldn't be after with three with an infection that's been going on for three years? His mother, Anne, is out of her mind with worry, which you could hear. Out of her mind. And the two of them have traipsed across the country. They've zigzagged across this country to try and get a biopsy. What in the name of God has gone wrong? 
what in the name of God has gone wrong? On a day when we're told, and we, we will be the best hospital in the world, but on a day that we're told that the cost of the children's hospital, the new children's hospital, which hopefully will be the best in the world, I, I don't doubt that, on the day that the new children's hospital, will, we're told, will cost 2,240 million euro. 2,240 million uh, euro. Um, and we can't get we can't get a biopsy for this child, this young man. Uh, uh, Elaine Grant, Elaine. Hello. You're listening. You, you're listening to this. Am I overreacting, Elaine? No, you're not because. Well, people might say to me, well, I heard, I heard Joe Duffy went mad on the radio today over, over some young that had an ingrown toenail. They laughed their head off at me. No, no, not until you have one. They're extremely sore. It actually debilitates your life, to be honest. My own son is going through the same thing. He's 12. He has autism. I've gone to many, many ED visits where you're literally waiting hours, six, seven, eight hours, then told to just go home, they can't do anything. You're on the waiting list to be seen, and that's all. And then you're going to the doctor, their hands are tired, they can only give you an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Like that, the antibiotic might help clear something up for a few days, and then it just flares up again. How long has he been he on the wait? What you say, over a year now? He's on over a year now. Yeah. Um, he was suffering for about a year and a half. We were giving them the antibiotics, hoping that might work. Didn't work. Put on the surgery waiting list. Mm-hmm. And because of his age, I, my hands are tied as well. I've looked for private services, and there's no private services available for me to undertake with Anthony because he's only 12. Yeah. And plus, because he has autism, he has to be put asleep for his surgery. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you, we literally uh, have Elaine, to wait you, in the you heard John Joe there about missing scout. Mm. How, how did your... Uh, your son, I know you get named there. I don't know whether you want him to name or not. It's up to you. But oh, how is mm-hmm. how is he managing school wise and friends wise and pals wise? And well, he you see one of his things is he loves going to school, and it's in his yeah. routine to go to school. Yeah, so no yeah, matter how yeah. much pain he's in, he wants to go to school. But he's suffering within the day. Yeah. And some days he has missed school and it throws him completely off, and he's then meltdown central. So if he doesn't get to go to school, it really throws him off. And when he does go to school, he's just suffering in agony. Yeah. Because because he has to like he, he can't he just can't function then correctly because he's in pain all the time, and all the doctors and the nurse like in the hospitals they're saying just give him um, pain relief, pain relief. I'm like he's 12. I don't want to keep pushing pain relief constantly on him, you know. And then he can't concentrate his sports, which he does at the weekends. He goes to um, yeah, yeah. an autistic um, boxing club brilliant, uh, brilliant. Cl- class and he's unable to uh, participate in that. So then he's losing out on the social connection and he doesn't mm. have a huge amount of social connection. And that would be yeah. a huge and remember, connection for lane, And we did a lot of it during those two years of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, young, young, young lads like your son had special difficulties during COVID in terms of their routine being disrupted. And definitely, how important definitely. It was. It's coming off the, the back of that. Now, John Joe and John Joe in this communication and Anne's communication as well as mother, tell us he's on the medical car, but she, she has gone 
private. She stretched herself to get M- private yeah. MRIs. She's gone to the beacon. She's done, done everything. Um, yeah. are, are you public or private? Why do we ever? Why do we still have to ask that question in Ireland? I know. Well, at the moment we be public. Yeah. But I have tried to go private, and nobody will accept. Won't take us on to go private because they won't. You know, under a certain age, they won't go near. And then plus is autism they kind of think it's too much of a hassle for them and I've been basically told that by you know no that's that's too mm-hmm. difficult we'd leave that to the specialists yeah and I'm kind of like well where is a specialist to deal with my son's case and um we don't know you know just been fobbed off I've gone to the public health nurse I've gone to private uh graphitis. Yeah. I've gone to the beacon and nobody no. seems to know anything and then you're kind of left nowhere like you're in the nowhere land. That's a, an incredible way of putting it. We're in nowhere land. Mm. And he's just in agony all the time. The last couple of days he was unable to walk. And I brought him up to one of the hospitals and they cleaned it out for him. It's the first time mm. now they've actually done anything yeah. in that line of work. Like they generally just look at it and send you home. Um, the, the doctor was gave gave more you know the usual advice we hear gave it a little bit of a clean out um, because like it's dead, like it's skin grown on top of skin because it's your body trying to heal. So his chow is three times yeah. the normal size. Okay. And then you get this um, putrid smell of dead skin and it, that's why you have to keep constantly um, cleaning it out three and four times a day. And, it, you know, it's just, it's just constantly mm. an open, sore, gaping wound. Who, who does does the sports surgery? I know it's a private clinic. Does the sports surgery clinic do uh, infected, uh, ingrown toenails? I don't know. Uh, and uh, uh, John Joe, what, what do you tell your pals? What do you tell your mates when you say no? I can't go. I can't go. Why? Why people say why is John Joe not in school? What do you tell them? It's it's very um, embarrassing to say. I can't, I can't do anything. Uh, my toe is sore, like, mm-hmm. but I practically don't get asked out to events anymore because I haven't ah, gone in three don't, years. Don't say that. Um, I've pretty much lost most contact with the people I was going out with, like oh friends from school and that. Um, I went out for the first time in three years and couldn't walk for a week afterwards. It was. And that was just at the cinema. We weren't doing anything like. Yeah. It was just the walk from the car park to the cinema, and I was in agony. That says it all. It's you were sitting. You went to a set. You went to see a movie. You were sitting down, obviously, but the walk from the, the wherever you went with to the to the cinema and back knocked you knocked you back knocked you uh, off for a week, in pain. Yeah. I. I have no quality of life with how I am as I I physically can't do anything. Stay with us. Now people are, I know people are texting and saying what about I I've no I have no contact with the sports surgeon. I don't know who does this uh, thing in Ireland and I know people when you, when you hear people talk about ingrown toenails they presume it goes away and you you, you Get something which off your GP or your G, G, GP can make it go away, but 
as I say, on this day, and it's, it's not a ch- and I haven't been, I never, ever, ever engaged in cheap jibes about the National Children's Hospital because I think it's going to be, and I drove around it for a fair 35 minutes last weekend just to have a good look at the, the it's, it's spectacular from the outside anyway. But that is costing us 2,240 million euro. 2,240 million uh, euro. And we can't get a biopsy for this 17-year-old. In three years, an infection for three years, not one day in the past three years has John Joe not been on an antibiotic. 51551. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Since he was 14 years of age, three years ago, John Joe Burke got a stubbed toe, as we all have, but it turned into an infection, turned into an ingrown toenail. Uh, the bits of the nail were removed, obviously, but for the three years he's had an infection, he's waiting on a biopsy, he's tri- tripped, traipsed, and been carried from all across the country uh, to try and get a biopsy. And the latest, he was told, as of yesterday, yesterday, uh, that he's uh, still uh, on a waiting list. Gerard Cohan, Gerard, this is very worrying. Tell us what happened to you, Gerard. Hi, Joe. Good evening. Um, uh, right, I, I just heard osteomyelitis there, and it took me back 43 yeah. years when I was 20. Yeah. I got osteomyelitis in my femur, in the nick of my femur, in my left leg. Yeah. And normally it's unusual because normally you get it in the foot. But anyway, regardless, I was very lucky. I had a brilliant surgeon crew who sent me to Dublin for scans. Mm-hmm. And eventually they discovered that uh, the problem. And I had immediate surgery the day after, actually, I came back to Dublin. And um, I was in traction then for six weeks. And I spent a year walking on crutches. And then six months on a walking cane. But I resumed my sporting life after that. So okay. there's good news for John Joe long term. <clears throat> and how did do, do you know how you got osteomyelitis? I Joe, you contracted I, I, it. I, I put it. I did an awful lot of sports. I did martial arts, mostly hurling, soccer, rugby, the usual for a twenty-year-old. Probably a crack of a hurley across the femur. That probably okay. did it. Not not uncommon uh, in Ireland. Not uncommon. Not, but yeah. it's, a, it's a very serious condition, and shame on the people who won't give this young man a biopsy. It's just shocking and a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. Uh, Joe, I was so bad when I had osteomyelitis, I presume John Joe can attest to this fact. When I was in bed, I had to cut out, remember well, a cardboard box like a tunnel because I couldn't take the weight of a bed sheet on my leg. It was torture, like sticking a hot sword into my leg and I lost about three stone weight due to pain and not being able to sleep. Couldn't walk. I did Mm. walk, but I couldn't walk. I walked with a limp and... um, but anyway, I had a happy outcome, and that's the good news for John Joe. As soon as he gets surgery and goes through rehab and so on, he'd be back to flying again. You know, but my heart goes out to him. I know, I understand. But but do you say if it's sorted, it can be sorted? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The procedure basically is to go in and drain the infection out of whatever area. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I had to go on traction. John Joe mightn't have to because that was 43 years ago when I had my case. Um, and I was in traction for six weeks in Krub Hospital. And uh, 
That was it. But I recall before Lee, thank God. And what year was like, that, Jared? What year was that? Was that was 1980. I was 20 and I'm now 63. So, yeah. my maths are right. Um, That's 43 years ago. I think yeah, Char- Charlie Hockey was t shirt. That's how long ago it is. That's right. <laughs> and there was no there was no mobile phones in those days when we were far better off. It's gone back a long time, but just when I heard Austin. But there is hope for John Joe. Okay, well, that's, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. And, if, and you look after yourself, Jared. That's Jared Johan. Uh, J- John Joe, how are you sleeping? Um, sleep isn't awfully affected. My foot has to be raised anytime okay. I'm laying I understand down. That, yeah. I have to keep my foot raised all the time, or it'll just get unbearable pain. Yeah. And when you, when but, you say raise, what do you mean? Is it up on a pillow or a box or? I yeah, I have a pillow underneath my foot to keep it yeah. above my heart to stop blood rushing down to it, and that's okay. what causes throbbing, Mike. And can you get, can you put a sheet or a duvet over it? No. I can't have anything touching against my toe. Because? It's incredibly painful. Even wearing socks, I can't wear socks for 20, 30 minutes, or I will be in agony. Yeah. I can't do anything with my foot. What, I can't have my foot covered. So what are you in? Sandals or burks or whatever when you're going? Yeah, yeah. sandals. And your and your your bare feet, which is not a bad thing in itself, but but I, you can only wear sandals, open toed sandals. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, you see, John Joe. On the one hand, if I could distill all the generosity and the empathy that's coming in on our text messages. If I could distill it into uh, money, if I could distill it into a medic, you'd have a, 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 a hundred medics, such as the outpouring from people. Um, people are saying, what about Kappa? And is there, there's, no, there's no magic wand out there, is there, Anne? Because you've tried. God knows you've tried. I've, I've tried. I have really, really, really tried. But what strikes me is that man can so well remember... 43 mm. years ago Very when he point. had it. Very good point. You know, that's... And if you just had to live with John Joe... Before this, he did every single month he went out to Kildare to do... Um, where they play with the guns out in the... I can't remember what the name but it is. The Airsoft place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single month he met his friends from right across the country because he had been in boarding school. So yeah. they'd all meet there and they'd have a great day there. He did canoeing, he did mountain climbing, he did rugby, soccer, show jumping, hunting. Like, he could, he was doing that much, but he couldn't organise a week, Mm. you know, a day in a week where he wasn't doing something. And from that, to giving up eventually, he did try in the beginning to keep going, but to absolutely giving up and sitting in his bedroom and losing all his contacts. Yeah. You know, kids will only keep asking you out for so long. And John Joe, and John Joe, how how do you pass your day? I I don't do much at all. Um, it depends. If my brother's around, I'll go sit up in the garage and like watch him working on cars. But I I can't really do much. I sit in my bed, watch movies, hmm. play games. I have no life really. That's shocking. And as he told us earlier, you have no social life, but you have no life. 
you know, yeah. there, now there is life there, obviously, and there is life in your your sainted mother. Do you think it's changing your personality, John Joe? A heavy question. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm never really in a great mood. I'm always yeah contrary and narky, and I, I don't want to be, but I'm just I'm constantly in pain and I'm constantly annoyed about having to sit in my room. Mm. It's just. Okay, we'll get on to the HSE again. And uh, what we're doing compared to what Anne, your mother, and you have done, what we're doing compared to the pain you've gone through is a grain of sand in the Sahara. But we'll do it again anyway. And uh, maybe even there's a medic that will hear this or their their wife or their husband or their daughter or their son, who knows, someone who's specialised in this area might tell them about it. And uh, might contact us at joe at rt.ie. And I, w- I wish you so much goodness, which you deserve. Uh, John Joe, I wish I wish you so much help, which you deserve. Um, and um, I, I can, again, I cannot articulate in any uh, sensible way the quantum of uh, empathy that has been coming in for your uh, incredible story that began in such a simple way. But three, three years later, this is where we are. John Joe, keep... If you can, and yourself and your mother sound like a formidable team, a formidable team. So the two of you stay close. Do you hear me, Anne? Even in yeah. 17, and you know what 17-year-olds are like at times, be times, be times. Yeah. But I know you'll, you'll, you're arm in arm in this one and you won't let go and John Joe won't let go and your family won't let go and your friends won't let go. And by the looks of it on the screen here, the Live Nine listeners won't let go until there's some movement in... in and can uh, I just say, yeah. please, Joe, that yeah. I'm willing to go anywhere with I know him. that, I know that. I know that, I know that. If anybody could help him, okay. we'll head, at the drop of a penny, we'll go. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, last, um, last. Thank you so very, very much. Okay, thank you, Anne Borg, for contacting us. And John Joe, I'm so sorry what you're going through. And uh, let's see uh, what develops. Joe at rt.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie, if you can help. Judy McLaughlin Hayes. Judy, good afternoon. Good good afternoon, Joe. How are you doing? Good. You come in celebration. Why? And you want uh, somebody honoured, a group of women honoured. Why? I do. Um, So there's this incredible group of women living in Jersey. One of them, my sister, who's Irish, of whom I'm incredibly proud. Okay. And they had an amazing achievement on Friday evening in that they broke a world record um, being the oldest female crew to row any ocean. And um, they had the most terrible ending because they were due Mm. to be back the previous week. Okay, let's go back to to the beginning because it's an incredible achievement. Many of them, how did they know each other? Where did they start from? And why, why have you given them the moniker the oldest crew? So their um, combined ages are 232 years. Okay. So they're a, a crew of uh, four, a team of four women who work, they're mums, they're just regular women that work in Jersey and decided they have a love of rowing. Mm-hmm. And they just decided that they were going to set themselves this challenge. So they rose to the challenge, they trained for nearly three years. Wow. Um, and off they went on the 13th of December mm-hmm. um, as part of uh, the world's toughest row. So it was um, 
there was 39 boats, including another Irish uh, pair. Okay. Yeah, Irish men. Um, But I suppose what makes their story interesting is that um, despite the odds, you know, gender, age, everything, Mm -hmm. they really pulled it out of the bag and they had an incredibly tough ending. So there was many sleepless nights my parents. uh, Of course. Where did they start? Where do you start from when you rode the Atlantic? So they had a, they were part of a group, uh, the world's toughest row is the okay. organisation, okay. and they started in La Gomera in the Canary Islands, ah, yeah. and they were there for two weeks, getting their boat organised and packed and getting to know all the other teams, and then they set sail or they didn't they rowed out mm-hmm. on the thirteenth of December, okay. and they arrived in last Friday. So, so the, incredible so feat! So Fifty eight days in total, twelve hours and thirty minutes at sea. So, um, an amazing achievement. And there's the crew, it's a crew of four. It's a crew of four. Yeah, four women. Alison Smithhurst, Rosemary Satchwell, Julie yeah. Brady, and um, Helen uh, Mompity. Uh, you're, That's you, right. And Rosemary Satchwell is your sister. That's right. Yeah, Rosemary okay. McLaughlin. Yeah. Okay. Rosemary okay. Yeah. And um, I, were you surprised she did it? You've known her all your life, as the fella said. Were you surprised it was in her? Well, no, I'm not surprised it was in her. She comes from strong stuff. So she comes from a very good stock. And um, when there's real determination with both my parents as well. And mm-hmm. um, so, no, not surprising that once she set her mind to it, that she would actually do it. But I remember when she first told us, we were like, you're mad, you know. But um, yeah. I knew. So it looked um, at the beginning of last week. So Sunday evening was particularly the weather was awful. They were exhausted. Yeah. And the tides really turned against them and the winds. So I know there was a moment there where people were holding their breath, thinking, please don't take the tow. Um, her daughter, Enya, was on. Her son, her husband, they were over in Antigua waiting for them. But they still didn't want them to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so my uncle was in Kilmaley, my uncle Mick, and his parishioners were all keeping him. So everybody was supporting everybody. Phil was supporting my parents in Clontarf. And, you know, there was a huge amount of support outpouring of support from Jersey. So I just felt that the story needed to be highlighted in yeah, Ireland. well done, well done, well you done. Know? And by the a way, you, you, you said that the oldest team... <laughs> well, well, but, but, so that means their combined ages is greater ages. than any previous foursome. Yeah, so the previous foursome who held the record previously um, were the Yorkshire Rose, yeah. and they were a team of 40 to 50-year-olds. Um, in 2016, they broke their record. In 68 days. Okay. So these ladies broke it in 58. So, yeah. And they are... An they incredible are, achievement to, to do it at all, to finish it all is incredible. But they're combined... Absolutely. But they're combined... Even to not finish it. They're combined, yeah. once you say. But but their combined ages are, are greater than any previous foursome, isn't that it? Yeah, absolutely. By 40 years, I think. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Brilliant. many sleepless nights on Brilliant. on the Atlantic. Yeah, Brilliant. so it's, I just Brilliant. think it's a wonderful achievement. So to see her arrive, and and the can have, you, on, have you spoken to her? Like, surely, any any yeah. four people on a very very small and a very very small boat in yes, very I difficult am. circumstances where everyone literally has to pull their weight. Um, yeah. How did they get on? Well, they seem to have got on very well. Okay. Um, I've seen them in interviews. The body language is good. Yeah. They all got on and got off. Uh, They're still talking. 
they're still talking. Absolutely, they're still talking. Um, but I think they knew each other pretty well before they went. Yeah, but you still, know, but, and I think still they covered, but still. Yeah, yeah, it is incredible. And yeah. so they went off before Christmas. Was that an issue? Well, it was hard on the families, I, I feel. You know, it was, um, I know firsthand my parents missed her, but they did get a phone call. She was able to ring. They were all able to ring from a satellite phone on the boat. So every so often there was a phone call made either to Plantar for Kilmaley or Jersey. Okay. And so keeping everybody in, you know, and I think once we heard her voice. Let's go to Ro- let's Let's hear was. Rosemary's voice. Rosemary. Rosemary, Hello. congratulations. Hello, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks and so well much. Well done. It's great. How did you get on? Um, it was amazing. So it was, it, yeah, it was very different levels of amazing. The beginning was amazingly awful. Um, the middle okay. was was just quite outstanding, and the end was just so frustrating. As Judy just said, I mean, yeah. we had um, we had lots of weather issues because I haven't seen the weather. It's an El, El Nino year, okay. um, which I couldn't understand or, or get enough information on before I left, but I did know it had something to do with the winds. Um, and I, I could get information on different areas of the Atlantic, but not the area that okay. we were crossing on. And what was the hardest um, part of it, Rosemary? I think the hardest part was, you know, we get phone calls, as, as Judy mentioned, we were you know, in contact with people on the satellite phone. Um, so mm-hmm. we had a weather router. So the weather router would say, right, OK, so you're going to have a window on, on Monday and you need to row mm-hmm. and, and try and get to such and such a place by Monday. We get there and then, oh, no, the window's changed. It might actually come okay. on Wednesday. You know, okay. you're thinking, right, seriously. Are you closer, you know, as is, you're closer, are, are you closer now as a quartet? As you were beforehand. Oh yeah, yeah. I think right. I think we know a lot more about each other. You're not you like, like the Beatles. You and didn't I mean, break we, up. No, we didn't. No, <laughs> okay. no, we're very much still together. And what, no. day, Rosemary? What day was the hardest? Because you were away on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, St Stephen's Day, New Year's Eve. What day was the hardest? Or maybe birthdays you missed or whatever. Yeah, well, I was out for my birthday, but I think I I think I found my birthday hard, and I'm not one of these mm-hmm. that's going, oh, it's my birthday, let's celebrate. I've never been like that, but I, I found my birthday hard because I think we had been going through, so Christmas and New Year's Day and all of those days, they kind of didn't, it sounds awful, but they didn't actually mean that much. You're out there, you're okay. seeing the same thing, doing the same thing and every did you day. Do any, you know, so. Well, did you do any, anything different? And, and, and the sense, in the sense that you plan, which you can't, did you do anything different on Christmas Day? We did. So we had these, like, funny sunglasses that we put on, okay. like the, the Santa, Santa sunglasses and put on a little skirt and okay, take went over. into the water. We actually went swimming. <laughs> oh, did you? Brilliant. Swimming. And Annie, you yeah. must have been, uh, finally, you must have been, uh, there must have been times when you were very, very worried. Yeah, there were. I mean, it was more, I think, to be honest, it was more frustration than worry. And and it did cross our minds. We were thinking, are we ever going to see our, our families again? You know, because this yeah. is going on forever. You feel as though... You know, you're in a uh, quite a cramped space. And when you go into the cabin, so we were doing two hours rowing and two hours resting or sleeping or well, eating well, or whatever well, you well. want to do for the two and hours. And when, when are you coming back to Clontarf? 
Um, I think I'll be back in. Well, I'm I'm kind of hoping to come back for a St. Patrick's Day. Okay, and well, remember we we yeah. have a wonderful uh, Olympian gold medalist in Ellen Keane, and we brought her all around Clontarf with the guards and all an open top car, and you got a great reception. You're worthy of that uh, as well, Rosemary. So congratulations, whoop, whoop. congratulations, <laughs> so congratulations, and Ellen Keane, by the way, is a great new book out as well. Uh, thanks, Annie. It's a fantastic achievement, Rosemary, and to your Thank to the to, to the other much. three uh, of the quartet. Well done. And uh, Judy yeah, McLaughlin Hayes. Like to, yeah. I'd just like to say thanks to my parents and my uncle and, okay. and um, you know, for, for their continued support and, and okay. cousins and well done. everybody. Well it's done. Just and been Judy, Judy McLaughlin, thank you so much for contacting us. Sean O'Gorman, producer Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.